Hey friends, welcome to the City Hope Podcast. My name is Bobby Thompson and I have the privilege of serving as a lead pastor. I pray that today's message would inspire you, it would encourage you, and it would also challenge you in your walk with Christ. Enjoy today's sermon. Good morning and welcome to church. I hope you got your popcorn this morning and uh, I, we're excited for you to be here. I, I do want to thank each and every one of you. Uh, if, if I haven't got to meet you yet, I would love that opportunity. Your presence matters. It really, really matters to us and I'm so thankful you're here. Um, you know, our teams work really, really hard, especially today. You come in and see all the things decorated and, and just this great day we're having. Can, I, I don't do this a lot, but can we just thank our teams that, that come in every Sunday? We guys show them a little love? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, um, if you're looking to get plugged in somewhere, these teams, uh, Sunday morning teams, are, are phenomenal people. And uh, it would be a great place for you to get plugged in. I got a fresh word from God this morning. Anybody need a word from the Lord in their life? Anybody need a little something? All right. After some football games yesterday, some of us really need a word. All right. And so uh, I'm one of them. I'm one of them. I'm not making fun of anybody. All right. But uh, I've been looking forward to this series we're kicking off today for a while. We're kicking off this series called Streaming All the Way. Streaming All the Way. And it is a... It's all about taking some Christmas movies, some old Christmas films, and how can we learn from those, and how can we take some of the, those life lessons and apply them? How can we have faith, and then we'll look at God's Word and, and kind of go with them each year. Christmas movies are the best. I love Christmas movies. Any Christmas movie fans, like, you love, you love to watch them. Yeah, like the old classics that we recycle every year, you, like, you know every word, but you still watch it. Right. The funny ones that, that, you know, like Elf and some of those goofy ones are good movies. All those, you know, make believe Hallmark movies, they all end the same. Like we, we like those. Some of you like those. Right. Sorry. Sorry, Shira. Um, but we're, we're just combining faith and film over the next few weeks. And so and really the point is this, for us to believe and to be strengthened. What is the true meaning of Christmas? Right. Well, the whole world is all about this season right now. And so what do I truly believe. And so today we're going to kick off uh, this series with an, it's, it's an older movie. It's about 30 years old. I don't think it's yet to be a classic. It's an old Tim Allen movie called Santa Claus. Anybody remember that one? You remember Santa Claus? Um, Tim, it's a hilarious, hilarious film, very heartwarming, but it's really about a father and a son trying to figure out what they believe about Santa Claus, about Christmas, about family, all of that stuff. And so uh, uh, we're going to kick off, we're going to be watching a few clips today, so let's go ahead and start this first clip and we'll jump right in this morning. So right from the get-go, the start of this movie, we see uh, the scene is set and there is some doubt. There's some doubt whether or not Santa Claus is real. And so today, obviously, we're not going to be talking about Santa Claus, but what do I do? What do you do when there is some doubt? Maybe that's where you find yourself this Christmas season. You find yourself in this place of doubting, you know, is this, is this Jesus thing real? Is, is, is all of this, you know, how does this make sense? And, and the reality is where you're at today, you have more questions than you have answers. You have more, um, why did this happen? Or, or there's, there's doubt and there's, there's this struggle between what do I really, really, truly believe during this Christmas? Well, I want to I kind of set the table like this, all right? And, and I want to just start it out like this. Your doubts don't disqualify you. 
All right, your doubts do not disqualify you. Just because you have some things that you're questioning, just because you have some, you know, uh, uh, what does that mean or why did this happen or how come I'm going through this, your doubts don't disqualify you. It's easy to think that doubts make a weak faith. It's easy for us to think that, but it's, it's not the reality. God's not afraid of your doubts. He's not afraid of, of the things that you struggle with, the questions that you have. And you and I don't have to be either. Because why? At some point, we all have doubts. Every single one of us have doubts in our lives. And, and, and this week, as I was uh, preparing and thinking through, there's, there's really three places that come, uh, doubts come out in our, in our lives. And I want to share these with you, maybe reasons why we doubt. One is questions that we can't answer. Questions that you can't answer. Two, situations that seem unfair. And three, hurts that you cannot resolve. These are, are doubt causers. These are things that maybe the, 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 that you have in your life that are, you're just like, man, why is this going on? And, and, and how come in this situation it just seems like if you, were, if you were good God, you wouldn't do this? And those are some of the reasons why we have doubts. Well, today I want to look at a place uh, in the Bible. I, I want you to know this. Like... There are a lot of people in the Bible that had doubts. There are a lot of people in the Bible that had doubts. I had a really hard time this week just kind of dwindling it down to just one or two people. And so uh, if you have your Bible, go to John chapter 20. If not, it's okay. It'll be here on the screen. John chapter 20, it's, a, it's another true story. This happened about uh, uh, 30 years after the first Christmas. And we kind of find a family in sorts, kind of like, you know, no Charlie here, um, that, that they were trying to figure out what they believed. They were trying to make sense of everything that was going on. And so John, John was one of Jesus' closest friends. And so John wrote this story about a fellow disciple named Thomas. Now, some of you have heard of Thomas and, and you've heard of his story, but um, they, these guys were all together, the disciples of Jesus, and they were trying to figure out what all this meant about Jesus' death and his resurrection and all this stuff. So let's do this. Let's stand and honor the reading of God's word. We'll just read a few verses here, John chapter 20. Let's stand together. And uh, we'll, we'll read the beginning in verse 19. When it was evening on that first day of the week, the disciples were gathered together with the doors locked because they feared the Jews. Jesus came, stood among them, and said to them, Peace be with you. Having said this, he showed them his hands and his side. So the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father have sent me, I also send you. Verse 22. After saying this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. For you forgave, forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Verse 24. But Thomas, called twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples were telling him, We've seen the Lord. But he said to them, if I don't see the mark of the nails in his hands, put my finger into the mark of the nails and put my hand into his side, I will never believe. Pray with me. Father, I ask your blessing on the reading of your word. Lord, be with us these next few minutes, Lord, as we, as we look into your word and just the power that it has. I pray that you would use it to help us, to change us, to challenge us, even if we're sitting here today full of doubts. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. Now, many people refer to Thomas as Doubting Thomas, right? I think Thomas really gets a bad rap. 
Thomas was a realist. He just wanted to see it for himself. He didn't want to take everybody's word for it, right? So Jesus has, has come to earth and, and they, he walked the earth and he did all these incredible things and he was crucified. And then here this happens that, that he shows up to his disciples and Thomas wasn't there. He didn't get to see Jesus for himself. He just had to hear it from everybody else. And he wanted to experience Jesus for himself. Now, back to the movie for just a second. Just like Thomas, Charlie, his mom, Laura, and, and the stepdad, Neil, they, they had this mindset of, of come on, we got to have a firm grip on reality, right? That childish stuff, we're, we're really not going to believe in that, right? They wanted to see proof before putting their faith in Santa or, or anyone for that matters. But this was all about the change for Charlie and Scott. Let's watch this next clip. So Scott and Charlie were having that conversation right before bed, and it was like, oh, yeah, just, just believe in it, right? Just believe in it. It was very unconvincing. And then they get to this place where they see things, and their, their eyes are, they, they're wondering, is my eyes playing tricks on me? Like, is this real? Is what I'm seeing up here, this Santa Claus really lying in the ground? And, and, and kind of like, you know, far too many uh, 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 people today believe that Christmas is just this, it's just another season. It's just something else that we believe in, and, and Jesus is just kind of just like Santa, and it's just something that, that happens during Christmas time, and, and really for some, it's more like having a way to stay off the naughty list, right? If I can just, you know, I have a little bit of faith, and I have, but truly believing in Christ is so much more than what we see here about believing in Santa. And so Thomas was asked, okay, Thomas, uh, 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 what is it that you believe? What do you believe about Jesus? And his answer was equally unconvincing, right? Kind of like, kind of like uh, uh, Scott's there answer when, when uh, Charlie asked him, Dad, do you believe in Santa? And I want you to think about this. Thomas was a guy who walked with Jesus. He saw him teach. He, he, he watched him do miracles. He saw everything that Jesus did. He personally witnessed lives that were transformed because of what Jesus did. But Thomas had a hard time believing that Jesus was powerful enough and, and, and that he could really, really, really come back from the grave. Think about that for a minute. All the things that Thomas did as he walked and, and he watched Jesus do. But Thomas had this struggle of believing that God could do something this big. And maybe that's where you're at today. Maybe in your life you're struggling to believe that God can do something huge in your life. Maybe the struggle, maybe the struggle for you isn't, isn't can God do it? Maybe your struggle is does God want to do it for me? And your, your doubts are creeping in and, and, and Thomas was in a tough situation. Thomas was in a really, really tough situation. He was, he was out doing something when Jesus showed up. I don't know what he was doing. The Bible doesn't say. But, but the, the disciples come back. To, and he comes back into the disciples and they're like, man, we just saw Jesus. We saw him. And Thomas is like, what? What, what do you mean you just saw Jesus? And his beliefs at that moment were shaken. And doubts were inserted into his life. What a terrible time to be gone when Jesus showed up. And I don't know what, again, what Thomas was out doing, but when all of the disciples were together, Thomas wasn't there with them, and he missed the experience of being with Jesus. And this Christmas, what we have to understand, and one of the things that we, we need to do is we need to make sure that we don't miss what God has for us. Let's jump back into the movie real quick, a, a short clip here. Uh, uh, Scott started to believe in Santa Claus. 
Charlie started to believe in Santa Claus. And people started looking at him a little weird. If you're with us last week, if you were with us last week, we started the, uh, we ended this series and we talked about how sometimes when you live for Jesus, people look at you like you're crazy and to go be crazy for the Lord. And, and you're going to see here in this next little clip that when, when crazy things happen, the culture notices. And so we're going to see here that, that uh, uh, Charlie's mom and stepdad, Neil, they begin to think that Scott's gone crazy and they had to take some chances. They had to make some choices. Let's watch this clip. We see there that because of their disappointments, they stopped believing in Santa, right? They didn't get what they thought they should have, and so they stopped believing. So what about you today? What disappointments in this life has caused you to stop believing? What disappointments in life has caused you to start having doubt? That, that you know, is this real? Does, does God really exist? Is, why is all this going on? What are those disappointments in your life? Now, here's the good news. Here's the good news. I'm not talking about Santa, obviously, but we believe that that Jesus is real. And and not only is he real, but he wants to give you the gift of life. He wants to give you the gift of of forgiveness and new life. You don't have to live your life with with regrets and and, and all of these doubts. He wants you and I to, to, to be a part of his family. And here's the coolest part. Thomas, Thomas showed up and, and everybody told him about Jesus and everybody told him what was going on. But let's look at the rest of Thomas's story. Look at verse 26 with me. A week later, a week later, this is after Jesus showed up and Thomas wasn't there. His disciples were indoors again and Thomas was with them. And even though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and look at my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Don't be faithless, but believe. Thomas responded to him, my Lord and my God. And Jesus says, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Thomas didn't believe them, and he told them so, right? And then a few days later, Jesus shows up to the disciples, and now Thomas should should now believe because he's seen them. And Jesus looks at him, and he says, don't stop. He says, stop doubting and just believe. Stop doubting and just believe. And then Thomas looks at Jesus, and he says this very profound, these four words. He says, my Lord and my God. Thomas looks at him, and he says, my Lord and my God. Remember, your doubts don't disqualify you, but I want you to hear this today. I have to make sure my doubts don't keep me from experiencing all that God has for me. Your doubts don't disqualify you. We all have doubts, everything. But I got to make sure. And here's what I think. Thomas decided to get back with all the guys, all all the disciples who were there, all the guys who said, man, you need this and you you missed it and you should have been there and you should have experienced it. Thomas didn't have to be with them, but he showed up. He came back and he did exactly what he was supposed to do. Now, this this part of that, I I love this. When he says, my Lord and my God, this is very, very profound statement. The phrase, the Lord your God, appears in the Old Testament over 200 times. All right? This is something that we see a lot. The the enemies, the, the kings and the rulers, whenever they were talking to people who believed in God, they would call out and they would say, they would say, the Lord your God. 
right? So these are people who didn't believe in God talking to Christians and they would, they would refer to God as the Lord, your God. And those who were a part of God's family, those who were a part of his story and those who believed in him, they would refer to him as Yahweh or Elohim. And they would say, the Lord, my God, the Lord, my God. And this is, this is so, so personal and intimate. And Thomas, the guy who was, who's blamed for doubting, the guy who wasn't there where he should have been, the guy who, who showed up and was like, ah, I don't know about all this. He looks at God and he has this intimate personal relationship with him. And he's like, you're my Lord and you're my God. I believe that it was in this moment that Jesus once again put Thomas's doubts to rest. As Jesus, as Thomas walked with Jesus and he, he saw him do miracles, he watched him teach, he, he listened to him you know, help people, he still had doubts. And this is what you and I have to understand. Believing is a journey, not a destination. Believing is a journey, not a destination. Don't allow your doubts to be a dead end. Don't allow your doubts to be a dead end. I don't know if God wants to do this. I don't know if God's going to show up. I don't know if God will still love me. All that I've done. The strongest faith isn't the faith that never doubts. It's the faith that grows through the doubts. And I want you to think about this with me for a minute because this is so important. The conclusion that you come to is based upon the belief that you start with. The conclusion that you come to is based on the belief that you start with. If you start by believing that proof of your faith is that you never doubt, as soon as doubt creeps in, what happens? Your faith falls apart. we got to stop tripping over things that aren't true. Thomas had likely seen some things in his life. He's had some wounds on his heart, very likely. Thomas could have walked away. Thomas could have showed up the week before and everybody told him, man, this is what Jesus did and this is who he is. And he showed up and it was awesome. And Thomas could have got mad and said, you know what, this, I, I'm done with this. He didn't show up for me. He wasn't there for me when I needed him. But Thomas, he kept showing up. He kept showing up. This is, this is critical. And I want you to hear this today, church. When there are doubts, don't push away. When doubts creep in is the time that you got to keep pulling in. You can't begin to allow your doubts to become dead ends in your faith and dead ends in your relationships, dead ends in, 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 your, in your walk with the Lord. Now more than ever, when you have doubts, do you need to pull in? And what is the enemy going to do? Your spiritual enemy is going to try to use those doubts in your life to push you away from the truth. Ah, don't hang around them. Don't go to church. Don't read. Don't do this. And he's going to try to push and put, you're not a real believer Come on, God doesn't care about your situation. He doesn't love you. Why would he do this? Look at what he's done. But we see also the truth of the Bible is that God can use our doubts to draw us to himself. Think about the, maybe, maybe you've been in church for a long time, maybe you haven't, but there's a passage of scripture. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, what does the Bible say? I will fear no evil. I will fear no danger, for you are with me. Your rod and staff, they comfort me. So in the middle of the valley, in the middle of the doubt, in the middle of the struggle, keep walking towards Jesus. I may have doubts while I'm walking, but I'm going to keep walking. Faith is not the absence of doubt. It is the means to push through the doubt. 
Push through. Take it to Jesus. Maybe this morning that's what you need to lay at the feet of Jesus. Jesus, I've got my doubts. I've got my struggles. I've got my hurts. I've got my baggage. I've got my sins. I've got these feelings of of life is unfair. And God's telling you today, bring it to him. Don't push away, but pull it back in. Jesus really is who he says he is. He really is the son that God sent to rescue you and I. He's not just this this drop-by guy to leave us some presents, to leave us some gifts. Jesus came to set us free and give us the greatest gift, and that's eternity with him. Let's watch this one last clip. It says, stop denying your inner child. Stop denying your inner child this morning and this Christmas season. I want to encourage you today. Let yourself believe in the one who came for the first Christmas. Not to receive a a gift from him. But he came so that he would be the gift that all of us need. And he invites you and I to be a part of his family business. And just like Thomas, there's so many of us who have doubted before. But what will you believe this Christmas? What will you believe this season? Will you pull, uh, push away or will you pull in? Will you be able to stand and say in the middle of your doubt, my Lord and my God, I don't understand it. I don't see it. I, 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 but, but you're still my Lord and my God and I'm going to trust You see, Jesus came when Thomas was doubting. But at the end of the story, we see that Thomas is shouting. And I want to encourage you this Christmas to make it personal. You can find a family. You can believe once again, no matter how many times you've been let down, no matter how many times you feel like you've let God down. We all have doubt. Belief is not the absence of doubt. True belief is the willingness to stand on it when I can't see it, when I can't feel it, and when I can't explain it. You know what I believe? Some of the greatest gifts that God has ever given us are on the other side of tough questions. How? How are you going to do this? Why? Why did you do this? Some of the greatest gifts that we ever get are wrapped in doubt. And I think we have to understand that if he always gave us proof, We would have no need for faith, right? And so this morning, I'm just going to ask you this morning just to bow your heads and close your eyes as we close. I know today's been a little different. My heart for today is, is really twofold for those of you that are here this morning. Your faith is in the Lord. Your faith is in Jesus. I pray that today would strengthen your faith. I pray that you would walk out of here today encouraged and, and just believing even more that God's in control and he's got me and he's going he's gonna to come through. I pray that today would strengthen your faith. And then there's some in here today that I know that maybe there's doubts. You're walking through a tough season. You've been in a tough season for a while now and there's doubts. And my prayer for you today is that you would take that step towards Jesus. Thomas just showed up. He kept showing up. He didn't have to. He could have walked away. I pray that today you would take that one step closer 
in your walk with the Lord. Maybe that's beginning a relationship with him. Maybe that's just spending time between you and the Lord and, 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 and asking for forgiveness or, or just telling him, man, take that struggle, take that hurt, take that pain, take that anger and give it to him this morning and saying, God, here's where I am. The reason why City Hope Church exists is to see people experience Jesus. Don't allow your doubts to keep you from experiencing Jesus. Thomas had doubts, but he kept showing up. Whatever it is that God's stirring on your heart today, as I always say at the end of our messages, our pastors are here, our teams are here to help you, to walk with you, to pray with you, whatever that may be. You don't have to walk through it alone. Let our faith be strengthened. Let us be able to walk out of here clearly today proclaiming my Lord and my God. Father, we love you and I thank you so much for your word that we can look into. Uh, Lord, I just pray that you would use today to strengthen us. Lord, the Christmas season, and it can be such a, a, a hard season. Brings out emotions brings out struggles, brings out hurts. Lord, and it brings out doubts. And I pray that today, Lord, that you would use this story of Thomas. As Jesus looked at Thomas and he experienced him, he says, stop doubting and just believe. Lord, I pray that today, that would be our heart's cry. Lord, we love you. I thank you for who you are and all that you do. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for tuning in with us today. We would love to connect with you, and the best way to do that is through social media or go straight to our website. God bless you, and have a wonderful day.